Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Watch us, of course, on MileHighSports.com or the Mile High Sports app. And listen, uh, of course, on that app uh, at MileHighSports.com. And, of course, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3 FM. If you want to join us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, go to the go to at Mace Denver. And filling in for Eric Goodman today is Justin Adams, who's back in the studio. I'm in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. Justin, you're holding down the fort there. Uh, back in Denver, how are you, my friend? I'm, I'm doing great. Here's the problem, though, Mace. Um, it's like 50 yeah. degrees right now. It's really cool. Tomorrow, yeah, yes, tomorrow we will have snow in the forecast. And on Wednesday, as you are, you know, sitting down watching football, enjoying some Senior Bowl practice and all that, it will be negative five degrees here, my friend. Why can't you just come yeah. back over here? You know? Yeah, you know what? I when I was looking at the forecast this weekend, first of all. My car is out there at the airport, and I'm wondering if it's going to drop to five below. Is my car going to start on Friday morning when I get back? That's that's what I'm worried. <laughs> There's a high chance that may not happen, man. There's a high, high yeah. chance that won't happen. <laughs> I mean, my car is pretty reliable, but I don't think it's been sitting outside in five below for an <sighs> overnight. But yeah, this this is the week we we get what one. Frigid, really frigid week a year in Denver. Yeah. It seems like every winter where it drops below zero, where it feels like you're in Minnesota or something like that. And it's this week. Yeah. It Five makes, below, you said. Five below. Makes no sense. Makes absolutely no yeah. sense. Yeah. Of course, you're hearing Justin today because uh, our friend Eric Goodman, who co-hosts the show, um, he's uh, he's actually uh, out of town. He's down in Arizona. And before we go any further, I want to um, take time to pay tribute to uh, – someone whose voice you heard in this time slot for many years here on Mile High Sports. And, of course, who, if you've been around the Denver market, uh, you've uh, seen and heard him for uh, for decades. And that, of course, is uh, Les Shapiro, who passed away on uh, on, sa- on Saturday, surrounded by his family in, in Arizona. Um, of course, it's hit all of us hard. I think everyone, it seems like everyone in this market from a media sense, has a Les Shapiro story. And it's just, Justin, it's testament to just how special Les was and that everybody feels like uh, like, like they knew him because he touched so many people, including you. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to Eric on Saturday um, when the news came down, and he was like, you know, it's interesting that, you know, he mentored, you know, Les mentored me and Eric has mentored me. Um, and they both had a hand in, in, in their life. But it's even more... Um, truly a coming back home moment for me because my start was at Mile High Sports Radio. And right. the guy who was mentoring me at that time was Les Shapiro. And let's just call it what it is. He he didn't have to do anything for a young, you know, young kid getting out of college, trying to find his way in this industry, um, trying to get his feet wet. And he took me under his wing. He there were several times every week. I remember three times a week and he got on me where 
He said, I'm going to give you three stories and I want you to write three sports scripts. I want you to write three scripts as you're going to be on TV. And, you know, there'll be times where, you know, you forget about it. And he always reminded me, hey, we got to do this. This is what you have to do. We, you know, and he always just stayed on me. But I appreciate that because it helps me out today in every way. I mean, he taught me so much from from that point to even when I started covering teams, he was always around and would give me different tidbits on, you know, different ways I could do interviews, even when you're on camera and how you always have your cameraman set you up when you used to be inside the locker room. He would say, hey, right. make sure that you are set up to where you have the player and you have yourself. So it's always looking like you guys are having that dialogue. You don't want those other, you know, microphones in it. You just want him and the player as well. And so taught me about relationships. Um, very hard on the Rockies. <laughs> always talked about the Rockies. Um, <laughs> but he'll be he'll be a man that I will miss. Um, and, uh, you know, prayers for not only him, but for his family as well, for his sons. Um, mm-hmm. But he has left a, a tremendous legacy. And now I work at Channel 4, um, right. where he worked for years. And so, again, it's all coming full circle but um again uh peace and blessings to les shapiro and his family um a great man i mean yeah we're 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 all just to some degree trying to come close come within the the solar system of the standard that uh that that les set i know you you being of course over at uh, cbs4 Mm -hmm. what he was for for so long and uh and uh, me working here in, in a show that for many years was afternoon drive with, with Goodman and Shapiro. And then uh, when Les retired a couple of years back, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've often thought that I can't really replace Les. I can only succeed him because I can't, because I can't fill those shoes. All, yeah. I mean, but I get up every, I get up every morning and I try to, uh, I, I try, I try to meet that standard and I know I fall short and, uh, we, but that's all we can do. And, uh, and, and Les, Help, help so many of us. And the thing about it is, I, I think when I first came to the market, Justin, I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't big time anybody. He yeah. got, he gets, he got to know everyone. I mean, I've, so, I mean, it's just, it's for, with me, for less. I remember, I remember I, he was one of the p- few people that when I came to Denver in media that I'd, when I saw his name, I'm like, oh, I've, I, I knew about him because I, he'd called some, like, some big 12, big eight games back in the yep. day, he called CU games for right there over at, at uh, Channel 4. And, um, I mean, it was a, it was a big deal to get to know him and the fact that he actually was really, you know, really wanted to know my story and, uh, and he, less, less was special. And, uh, you know, we're thinking it less, uh, wherever you are, we're thinking about you and, uh, we're just trying, we're just trying to meet your standard every day, I think. Every uh, day. Andrew, can I add, can I add one more real quick, Andrew? Just one Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. one thing that's missing. Because everybody wants yeah. to go national, you know. I we all have aspirations of whether going national, always pushing forward our career. But you miss people being genuine and truly caring about you, you know, not right. trying to care about you so that they could go in, you know, get in, get in on you, and then try to, you know, move up in their platform and their career. But people who truly, truly cared about you, truly cared about how you were doing as a person, how you were doing in your career, and how they they could help. And that's what Les was all about. Um, was about doing that as well. And so um, it just teaches me that, you know, I'm 36, um, you know, less than 65, and it's crazy to know that I don't know if I'm on the downhill of my life, if I'm past the halfway point of my life, but it lets me know that relationships, saying that you love, you know, your brothers, you love your sisters, you love people, like that is extremely important and to value every day. So with that, Andrew, man, I love you. I appreciate you, brother. And um, 
man, just continue to build relationships as we uh, continue to go on in this this crazy journey we call life. Amen. I mean, um, we're we're both lucky to have called less a friend, and uh, I feel very fortunate to call you a friend. And uh, and 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 I really uh, and appreciate every, everything we've done over the years, and I look forward to. To, to many more things that we'll do to, to we'll do together on air and uh, and whatnot over time and uh, and and let Les would actually understand that uh, there's no good segue to yes he would to, to press on <laughs> he would get that yes so he would <laughs> I do want to tell you about Optimum Golf he would get that as well because you know your golf game doesn't have to stop because there's snow or ice on the ground this week go to Optimum Golf in the Park Hill Rhino neighborhoods to keep your game sharp during the off season. It's a cold week, but Optimum Golf is going to stay right on open. They've got a fantastic virtual golf setup where you can play Pebble Beach, Torrey Pines, and some of the best courses with your friends or host a private party. They also have leagues and tournaments. Plus, their indoor putting green award-winning pros can find to your game. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Yeah, Les loved a good, a good dramatic sports story, and uh, uh, the the Aaron Rodgers uh, drama is certainly mm-hmm. one that continues to uh, to percolate. And uh, uh, when the Packers lost the 49ers last week, according to Ian Rapport of NFL Network, Aaron Rodgers stuck around Green Bay and stayed in the building for a few extra days to plot out the team's future, huddling with Matt LaFleur and others to map out what what's next. According to Rapport, it left those in the organization with confidence moving forward that Rodgers would return to Green Bay for the 2022 season. Cautious optimism was the phrase, according to Rapport sources, though no one wants to interfere with Rodgers' process, and the Packers are trying to respect all the steps Rodgers will take to make his eventual decision. Do you think this report has some merit and could affect the Broncos' chances of getting Rodgers in orange and blue? Yes, 100%, because it's recruiting. Like, you, you go back mm-hmm. to college now. This is really what it is. You, you're recruiting a player to come back because you understand that it's not just A, Aaron Rodgers. It's B, Jordan Love. That's really the reality of the situation. And so you look and say, Aaron, look, we, look, we need you another year. Look, we have this team. Um, we're going to figure out the salary cap situation. We'll make sure we get to, you know, Devon, Devontae Adams taken care of. Look, we'll do all these different things for you. Um, because they understand and they know that Jordan Love, he's not ready to play. And so that's my biggest thing that I see. I think there is some merit to this, but at the same time, Aaron Rodgers is a different cat. So we don't know if he, he's going to come <laughs> back or if he's going to say, hey, guys, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm ready to get traded. So we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, you put it you put, you put it perfectly. He's, he's a different cat. And I'm, I don't think that anybody, save for his fiancée, fiance, Shailene Woodley, really knows what he's thinking. Now, there are the gymnastics involved with the salary cap. The, the Packers are already $40 million plus above the projected 2022 cap. But we've also seen how the New Orleans Saints, for example, were able to do enough gymnastics year after year to keep Drew Brees around and extend that window a little bit longer. Eventually, the bill does come due. And the Saints are learning that right now. And I think that's part of the reason why Sean Payne decided to step aside when he did. 
but you can keep, you can keep massaging it. You can keep restructuring deals. You can keep, you know, you, you can have the cash up front, but the cap hit deferred. You can keep doing that conceivably, frankly, as we saw with the saints and drew Brees. if Aaron Rodgers wants to play four more years, the Packers, I think, could figure this out, and even even with keeping Devontae Adams as well, I think the Packers Packers could could find a way to make this work, even though they might be looking at a ridiculous uh, dead money cap charge in say twenty twenty six. Yeah, so <laughs> that's probably the reason why that they're saying, hey, you know, stick around. Yeah. But but for me, I, I kind of see this a little bit differently for Aaron Rodgers because it just depends on again if he wants two things: if he wants to a continue to play football and B, if he wants his last payday. Because I don't know how much of a payday he's truly going to get by being, what, 39 after his contract ends? What, right, he'll be 38, 39 once his contract ends next year. And so yep. if you want a huge payday, one last opportunity, you will want to get traded and at least get a three-year contract, three-, four-year deal with a lot of money up front. And that's the best way that you're going to do this is by saying, hey, let me go somewhere else and then get that, you know, get the money from there. And so that that's my thoughts on that situation. Because if you don't want to stick around Green Bay, everybody knows that. Everybody knows, hey, you're if you do come back, it's truly for that last year of your deal. Well, go and get traded somewhere else where you could where you could actually secure some extra FUDs, put a couple of years on that contract and go on from there. Yeah. <sighs> this is this is not going to go away, at least for that not the next no, few no, weeks. No. But the Broncos have to work on contingency plans. And that brings us to what's going on this week, where I am. Of course, I'm not in studio. I am down in Mobile, Alabama, literally wearing my senior bowl credential. I'll be at the practices all week. And George Payton is going to be at the practices down here. What is he looking at? What does he want to see in the quarterbacks? And who do we like, potentially, for the Broncos if they can't get Aaron Rodgers or a high-level veteran. We'll tell you on the other side what the Broncos are thinking, what we're thinking here as we roll on here with Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Justin Addison for Eric Goodman. I'm Andrew Mason, Mile High Sports Radio, MileHighSports.com. We ought to stay together Loving you Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. That's feel-good music. That's some Motown Monday music. I like that, Danny. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Watch us on milehighsports.com. Listen on Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3 FM. I'm Andrew Mason. Eric Goodman is uh, in Arizona paying tribute to our, our dear friend, uh, uh, Les Shapiro, who passed away uh, on Saturday. So filling in for him, Justin Adams of CBS4, kind enough to uh, join us. I want to tell you about Mighty Plumbing and Heating, because Mighty Plumbing and he- Heating and Air has an amazing offer right now. You can save up to nearly $5,300 on exclusive Mighty and Rudd heating and air replacement offer. You also get a 10-year parts and labor warranty, whole home air duct cleaning, a whole home humidifier, 
five-year complete maintenance, a smart thermostat, including installation, and you'll get up to a seven-day vacation voucher to one of 4,500 incredible destinations, all of which are going to be warmer than Denver is going to be this week. This is a real and fantastic and spectacular offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Time now for the bus. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Well, the football world changes gears quickly, and uh, one day after Championship Sunday, the, uh, uh, the, the spotlight turns down here to Mobile, Alabama, where I am, and where tomorrow I'll be watching uh, about 100 potential NFL draft picks, including plenty of first-rounders, go through their paces down here. At Senior Bowl practices, George Payton, Broncos general manager, will be here. He's going to have his staff here. And, look, they're going to have their eyes on the quarterbacks. He's seen some of these guys in person already. He watched North Carolina Sam Howell, Pitts, Kenny Pickett, uh, Malik Willis of Liberty, saw them all play in person over the course of the year. He's also going to see Carson Strong in Nevada, saw him up in Fort Collins when they when Nevada played uh, the CSU Rams last season. Also, we'll see Bailey Zappi of Western Kentucky and Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati. So let's get let's let's just get into these guys a little bit. You and I had a really vigorous discussion uh, about the about some of these quarterbacks mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, and I know you like Malik Willis oh, an awful lot. Yes, out of Liberty, is he still your QB one today? He's my QB three, um, okay. and the only reason why he's my QB three. The only, only reason why is because he comes from that RPO system where he has to look to the sideline and then he gets his play and then he goes to the line of scrimmage and then claps his hand and the ball snapped. That's the only issue I have. And we're going to find out during the senior bowl if he's able to go under center, if he's able to get the ball, look over our coverage and know where to put the football. Like that's, that's the biggest thing for him because, you know, again, at Liberty, that's just the offense, and a lot of RPO right. quarterbacks have to have that that extra time to be able to see if they could go and read defenses that way, especially in the NFL. Now, does he have everything? He has everything, and I mean everything. He could get away from the pocket. He has speed. He has um, the, the, the ability to be able to scramble. He has the ability to throw the ball anywhere on the football field. But again, can he be able to read defenses coming from that RPO system? That's the only thing that's holding him back. Yeah, and, and that's a big thing. All of these guys are missing something. Yes. Now, yes. You've got it now. Now you go through these quarterbacks, and some they've had more put on their plate than others, and I think they're going to be a little bit ahead in terms of processing and what they have to handle, especially pre-snap. You have, for example, Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky and Carson Strong from Nevada. They come from two versions of the air raid. But what the air raid does do is it puts a it's, it puts a heavy cerebral burden on the quarterbacks pre-snap in terms of getting of getting everybody set. And so I think those two might have a little bit of an of an early edge coming in. Zappy does the thing is he doesn't have a cannon of an arm Mm-mm. coming from out Western Kentucky. He's extremely accurate, short to intermediate. The question is, can he push it downfield? Carson Strong's an air raid guy. He can push it downfield. And, you know, and actually, by the way, I was told uh, by my friend Ryan Konisberg from DMVR, uh, he posted this on Twitter, um, 
or he posted this on our our Discord. Jay Norvell, who coached Strong at Nevada and now is the head coach at CSU, he's coming down to support his guy wow. this week and probably and probably also to talk to people around the NFL and talk up his guy. We had Jay Norvell on our air back in in December, and uh, you listen to him talk about Carson Strong and. You walk away. You you walk away, and you might be sold if you're not sold on on, on Carson Strong out of Nevada. But the big question about him, Justin, is can he stay healthy? Yeah. Is what he- is his mobility? His mobility at times, and we saw this even in that great game that he had up in Fort Collins, the game that great for Nevada, for CSU, it led to Steve Adazio getting fired and, and leaving uh, even before, <laughs> well before the game ended. I guess I couldn't blame Adazio. They didn't want to watch any any more of his defense getting shredded. But even in that game, Strong had some some pinpoint accuracy downfield, beautiful be, beautiful ball placement going deep down the field. But when he got under pressure, it, it's painful to watch him try to move on that knee. And uh, and really, I think if he didn't have the knee concerns and he had a little bit mobile of mobility. I think he might be the QB one, but that's the big question: is seeing how he can handle a rush and whether he can, and whether his knee is healthy enough to allow him to get away. I mean, there's only so many Tom Brady's out there, right? There's only so many guys who could be able to sit in the pocket and just throw the football, and even with pressure coming into his face, he's going to make things happen. That's my only thing that I have with Carson Strong as well, is because the game is turning to a place where you need a quarterback to have some sort of mobility. I mean, guys are bigger, faster, stronger than ever. Um, guys are able to get past the edge faster than ever. You have to be able to step up in the pocket over and over and over again. And we're talking about having a quarterback for the next decade. So we have to rely on your knee that it's going to hold up for that next decade. And so that's a big thing that um, you know evaluators will have to go through, um, especially during the Senior Bowl where you go to the draft as well. You have to think very long and hard, is this a guy that we could – have around for the next five to ten years. And put even this way, even with Joe Burrow, for example, right? He had a torn ACL last year. Mm-hmm. That knee looked pretty good yesterday against Kansas City. He made a couple of plays in the pocket and was able to scramble to get a couple of first downs as well. Can Carson Strong do the same thing with his knee injury? It's going to be uh, – I mean, it's not even an injury right now. It's just what is, it, with the way that his knee is. And so can he do the same thing is what's interesting, uh, what we're all going to find out. Yeah, and the, and the thing with Strong is, depending on what the medicals reveal mm-hmm. next month at Indian, in, at the Combine in Indianapolis, and those are probably the most important thing for him, it's possible that what may come back from that is a need for surgery that might wipe out his rookie season but could give him the best chance of a long career. And that may lead to him being a little bit of a value pick, perhaps, if you can live with the fact that he basically won't have a rookie season if that is indeed the path that he, that he takes. And, uh, and one thing, uh, Mark Knudsen, who, of course, has, uh, has filled in from time to time on this show, he mentioned seeing George Payton and the Broncos uh, personnel people up in the press box in Fort Collins in November, mm-hmm. and he said, boy, they were really enthusiastic, and they really liked what they saw from Carson Strong and the way they were reacting to some of those throws that he had. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, it's not yeah. hard to, to react that way with some of the throws, but you have to come back again and think of your team long-term. Is he a guy that you could go and build around long-term? Are you going to be okay 
with the way that his knee is and say, he'll be okay and he'll be our guy for, you know, time going forward. Or can you even look at next year's draft? There's some really good quarterbacks in next year's draft that can you look and say, he's going to be better than the guys next year as well. So that's the question you have to ask yourself, or you're going to put yourself in a position where you're picking a quarterback over and over and over again in every draft. Yep. Todd McShay of ESPN said that uh, of the quarterbacks down here, uh, Carson Strong is the biggest wild card. And I would say yeah. because of the health, I think uh, there's a good case for that. One interesting thing that came up today, it was weights and measurements day down here in Mobile. They used to do this at a big event on Tuesday morning where you'd have about a thousand scouts, personnel, executives, coaches, media, and then the players would go up on stage. It's been altered in the age of COVID. They did this kind of more quietly, and then they pumped out the result, the uh, the results over on their social media feeds. And what was interesting with quarterbacks, there's one measurement that that a lot of people around football take note of, and it's hand size. Of the six quarterbacks here, only one did not have a hand measurement, and that was Kenny Pickett. It's been reported that his hand. His, his throwing hand is eight and a quarter inches. However, he has a double-jointed thumb, which actually bends at an awkward angle. And according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, he's, Pickett is doing some exercises so when they go to the combine, they can get an accurate measurement. Justin, are you buying this? No, I'm not. But what are we doing? What, <laughs> what are we doing? Can, can he throw the football? Can, can he look over a defense? Does he have an arm to get get the ball from one hash to an out route? Can he can he, th- can he throw me the football from the left hash to the right sideline on a on a straight line and get me a first down? Can he do that? Can he step back and throw the ball fifty yards down the field deep to my wide receiver on a go route? Can he hit somebody on a post? If he could do all those different things, who cares? Honestly, who cares? I love what one um, evaluator had, and everybody, everybody, you know, online has their own evaluation. But they say this: Who cares about his hand size? He's a baller, and if he's a baller, and if a lot of people see him as the best quarterback out here, then trust it. We're, look, we're all going to find out during the Senior Bowl anyway. Really, how good you are? Trust me, because everybody's going for a job. But if he's a guy who could put the ball in different places, and your scouts have already said, hey. He could play the game very well. Then who cares about his hand size, right? Like, move on from there. Like, I-, I could care less. If he's a baller, let him go do his thing. Yeah, the film. Look, the film from this past year is great. He plays with gloves, and I think that certainly helps. Mm-hmm. the The thing I'm I'm less concerned about the hand size, even though I think it's it's worth noting, than I am about the fact that. He was okay, but not great through 2020. Right. And then exploded this past season, 42 touchdowns, seven picks. So are you getting the Kenny Pickett of 2021, who looks like somebody who has the it factor, who can make all those throws that you just mentioned? Or are you getting the Kenny Pickett that was that was before then, who was kind of a fringe prospect. I think that's the question that people want to get to the bottom of. And if he comes out here this week and does really well, remember he bypassed Pitt's Peach Bowl game to help him help himself get ready for this week. 
He said this week's more important than the bowl game, mm-hmm. which I completely agree with, unless you're in the college football playoff. So if he shows that the real Kenny Pickett is the guy we saw this past season, then I think the hand size, think that, I think that's something you can live with because he can make all the throws. And he is intelligent, and he does, and he he's not a runner, but he has mobility. And and by the way, when Nathaniel Hackett talks about wanting toughness and intelligence, remember he had the fake the fake slide. That's an incredibly intelligent mm-hmm. play that that he had in the ACC championship game. And he's proven to be a very tough, resilient quarterback as well. So I look at Kenny Pickett as somebody that Nathaniel Hackett might like him well, I, a lot. I think the question is: You have this: Is he a Zach Wilson or is he Joe Burrow? So, for example, Joe Burrow, he didn't have a really good year his junior year or whatnot. Or was would it be, I think, his rest of sophomore year, one of the two. But then he came back from there and had one of the greatest seasons in SEC history. Ridiculous. And now playing in the Super Bowl. But you look at a guy Mm -hmm. like Zach Wilson, went second, you know, second pick overall in last year's draft. He had 11 touchdown passes in 2019 as a sophomore. His junior year, he exploded to 33 touchdown passes. By the way, how did Zach Wilson do this year? Did he lead the Jets to a playoff victory? Did he even lead the Not Jets even close. even close, right? No, he didn't. So that's the really the question you have to ask. Is he more so kind of a Zach Wilson type of player, or is he a Joe Burrow type of talent? Very well put. Coming up on the other side, it's going to be the Rocky Mountain Forest uh, product shout-out question, and it's a pretty good one. We we put this out there on Twitter to uh, to, to take the, the pulse of Broncos country. What made you feel better? The Chiefs losing or Von Miller getting back to the Super Bowl? We got some interesting responses. We've got our thoughts on that. We'll tell you on the other side. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Justin Adams of CBS 4 filling in for Eric Goodman. Andrew Mason here with you live from Mobile, Alabama, site of the Senior Bowl. Watch us on MileHighSports.com. Listen on Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3 FM. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Watch us on milehighsports.com. Listen on Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3 FM. I love Motown Monday, Danny, Justin. I just love it. I mean, it, it's we the need best. to feel good, right? Yeah, we yeah. have to. We need. We need to feel good coming back to the work week. Cold weather coming, you know, and uh, and, and doing a show while while thinking about our uh, our dear departed friend Les Shapiro. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think I think he, he'd appreciate the vibe of a Motown Monday. He loves some Marvin Gaye. He loved himself yeah. some Marvin Gaye. So <laughs> yeah, man. It might be some other reasons why he loved himself some Marvin Gaye, but uh, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll leave, we'll leave the rest we'll of leave it right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to join us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, I'm at Mace Denver. He's at Justin Adams TV on Twitter. 
Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Woo, got a got a little uh, got a little sexy in there. <laughs> oh man, we're, we're not baby. talking about Marvin. We are not talking about Marvin Gaye singing the national anthem in the nineteen eighty three no, no, All Star Game. No, no, no. <laughs> I wonder if we have some some remnants of that song in the background. We'll find out if we have that <laughs> in a little bit. If anybody can find it, it's Danny. Anyway, it's time now for the Rocky Mount Forest Park shout out question. To Kai, Ty, Cal, Caden, Evan, our fellows from the Just Us Guys podcast. It was a heck of a championship Sunday. Two more games going down to the wire. But what was better for Broncos fans, Justin? The Chiefs losing or Von Miller going back to the Super Bowl? Okay, so I, I said both, but I don't think that's that's fair in this, right? We have to pick one or the other. Am I correct? We made people I, – I made people – on Twitter, pick one or okay. the other. So, yes. I, I'm going to say Von Miller going to the Super Bowl. And, and look, I, I get it when you look at the Rams and you say, okay, you have this trade and, you know, you now go to a couple of picks back and all that other stuff because of, the, you know, what happens in the order of second and third round now and all this other stuff and with the Rams getting to the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, it's so great to see Von Miller Again, a guy who's so closely connected to the Broncos, who literally led you to the Super Bowl, okay, in 2015, Super Bowl 50. It's so great to see him not only get back to a Super Bowl, but it kind of hurts a little bit at the same time, and this is why it hurts. It lets me know that the Broncos wasted six years of greatness because if you would have had just another quarterback or just got Von Miller to another postseason run, we could have saw the same guy we're seeing right now dominating in the NFL the same way that he's doing um, with the Rams. And so I love seeing Von Miller getting that opportunity. And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if in two weeks we're talking about Von Miller being the Super Bowl MVP again. It would not surprise me. Not at all. Against that, against the Bengals' own line, wouldn't surprise me at all. Everybody I mean, could it's get a setting up. It's setting up for Von Miller and Aaron Donald to, to wreck Joe Burrow potential. Dude, I, I would not be shocked at at all. What I think you, you watch the Rams and you watch Vaughn and you and clearly like he's now kind of at the Demarcus Ware stage where Ware was when he was a Bronco, and he's he he needs someone else to kind of help him out. It's what the Broncos were hoping to have when they drafted Bradley Chubb, but aside from the 2018 season, Bradley Chubb really hasn't stayed healthy, and we have and we never saw Von Miller and Chubb really together except for that 2018 that 2018 season. I'm really happy for Vaughn personally. And for me, I'm saying I'm happier about Vaughn winning than the Chiefs losing. Yes. But that being said, Vaughn and the Rams winning, it's also not good for the Broncos because now it again dropped the value of those two picks they got back from mm -hmm. the Rams for Vaughn back in the trade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, it sucks. But you know what? It doesn't suck to see somebody else in the AFC West <laughs> not in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> it's not terrible right. when you see the team that you're going up against that you haven't beaten since 2015 not in the Super Bowl. Um, but it also right. does another thing, too. It takes off a little bit of that luster that the Chiefs mm -hmm. had. And so when you actually do beat them, which you, you would have to – at some point in time, the Broncos will beat the Chiefs again. 
But little by little, all that, uh, the shield that they had, the luster that they had, is slowly starting to be wiped away, right? The Super Bowl last year, they were seen as the dominant offense. Everybody thought they were going back-to-back, right? They're, they were going to beat the Bucks. Bucks beat them. I mean, I mean, they didn't even score a touchdown, right? Kansas City didn't score a touchdown. Now you go into what happened yesterday where the Chiefs are up 21-3 to at Arrowhead Stadium. And look, you've been covering the NFL for years. I've been in Denver all my life. We all know how tough it is to win a football game at Arrowhead Stadium, let alone being up 21 to 3, but to lose that game and only score 3 points in the second half? Wow. I mean, that's wow. That's a great thing for the Broncos, great thing for honestly the Chargers and the Raiders because they all know now that there is a formula, a proven formula to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, and the book is out there, and I'm, I'm really fascinated now to see in the future what happens because we're going to see more teams rush three and drop eight mm-hmm. and say, okay, Patrick, you figure out where to find the, the gaps in coverage. I saw a stat on Mahomes yesterday, and it was from ESPN's QBR, that he had the first half QBR was, I believe, about 98 on a scale of 0 to 100. And I think the second half QBR was 1.4. Mm-hmm. And according to ESPN, that was the biggest half-to-half negative discrepancy since they started working with that metric. It goes all the way back to 2006, first single game. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, what they the Chiefs were confounded. Mahomes was confounded. I mean, you, you look at the the incredibly poor decisions he was making on that last drive in particular, uh, just going going backwards and uh, turning a potential touchdown and a gimme field goal into into a longer one and nearly losing the game right there in regulation when he fumbled. I think I think just as the Broncos put out a book on Cam Newton, mm-hmm. I think the Bengals put out a book on Patrick Mahomes. Well, it, it started with honestly, it started with Vic Fangio, if we if we could say right. that. Right, because yes. he had an idea, and then it continued with Todd Bowles and with what Tampa Bay did in the Super Bowl, and then what mm-hmm. Cincinnati did, especially in the second half. I mean, and this isn't the first time that Cincinnati held Kansas City to three points in the second half. The first time they met in the in the regular season, Kansas City was held to three points in the second half too. I mean, Patrick Mahomes with only fifty five yards in the second half. Are you kidding me? So what it shows is this. It shows that Patrick Mahomes has a lot of growing to do. And the Chiefs as an offense has a lot of growing to do because they always want that deep passing play. And one of the things that, you know, a high school coach of mine, we always talk about is teams that are okay with walking the ball down the field. The Chiefs are not okay with walking the ball down the field. They want those big plays. They want Tyreek Hill to get the ball and run 70 yards and all this. Sometimes you have to be okay with three to four yards, five yards run the ball here and there, get two yards on a running game, that sets up a better opportunity for you to pass the football on second and eight and not second and ten. And now you have three guys rushing at you with the spy, and now you find yourself in trouble forcing a football. And so the Chiefs, they have to grow in that um, in that area because they are good enough to always find themselves in the AFC Championship game every year. But they're just bad enough to find themselves knocked out every year too. Exactly. By the way, to go back to the original question, so which was better, Chiefs losing, not going to Super Bowl, or Vaughn going to the Super Bowl? 65.8% of those who participated in the survey at Mace Denver on Twitter, if you want to go vote, 
65.8% said Kansas City losing was better. And as MJ in Colorado said uh, on Twitter in response to Eric Goodman yesterday, and kind of alluding to what we just mentioned, not only Reed and company losing, but how they lost. Bonehead play calling in the first half. The second half, it was as if Jackson Mahomes was at QB, <laughs> winning the toss in overtime only, a throw and interception, up 21-3 at home. Broncos have the drive. Chiefs have the choke, says MJ in Colorado. Thanks for that comment. And you know what? That, ch- that choke's going to be with them for a long, long time. And deservedly so. And we all love it, too. All uh, of it. Final word, com- yep. final word coming up on the other side. Danny, tell us what we missed. Well, a big weekend in Colorado for sports fans. As you mentioned, obviously the Chiefs losing is exciting, but the Avalanche and the Nuggets both won in dominating fashion. We've got some news on the NFL coaching carousel as well. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Adams and Mason. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Let it breathe. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason, and you hear Justin Adams filling in for Goodman. And very well, you could have done backup <laughs> to Marvin Gaye, by the way. You know what? My, my dad is a singer, by the way. I don't know if you know this, but yeah. my dad, he, he could sing a little bit. Um, now, when he yeah. tries to sing a lot of bit, we make sure that he goes back to singing a little bit. So, But he could sing a little <laughs> bit. He's, he's a good guy. <laughs> We've all got a song in our heart, but some could sing better. And by the way, Danny, that is a really appropriate song for this week because This is a gossip week as much as anything down here at Mobile because scouts and personnel people, sometimes they like to talk. and You end up hearing stuff, and we may have a little bit of a different idea about everything Aaron Rodgers-wise at the end of the week because we do hear things through the grapevine while we're we're down here at the Senior Bowl. Of course, that is why I'm talking remotely. Justin Adams filling in for Eric Goodman back at the Mile High Sports Studio. I'm down here in Mobile. I'll be out at the practice tomorrow. I'll be talking to some of the players tomorrow morning at the media breakfast down here, uh, getting maybe hearing a little bit more through the grapevine about the quarterbacks. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com.
Just in case you missed it, a great weekend for Colorado sports fans. As you guys were uh, discussing last segment, the Chiefs lose in the AFC Championship, but the hometown teams also won. The Avalanche continue their home win streak with a 4-1 win over the Sabres. And also yesterday, the Nuggets spanked the world champion Milwaukee Bucks 136-100 to in the Bucks' own building. And that was despite a 29-point game from Giannis. Denver won big on the road with 53.5% shooting from behind the three-point arc. That's just an absolutely staggering number, especially for them. So they found the offense from three-point range. And a lot of that was coming from guys coming off the bench. Bryn Forbes, a recent acquisition, Mm -hmm. and also Bones Highland, who, Justin, you just pointed out to me, is now an Under Armour athlete, the rookie coming off the bench already with a shoe and apparel deal with Under Armour. But I have this question because the Nuggets are right about the middle of the pack for their three-point shooting on the season. However, they are second to last in the league with 18.7 free throw attempts per game. Last night, they only had 10 free throw attempts to the Bucks' 22. Uh, what would you rather see from the Nuggets the rest of the season? 20 free throw attempts per game or shooting as many threes as they did last night in that 40-plus three-point field goal range? Oh. Well, the reason, yeah, the reason why I'm going to say I'd rather see the free throws is because that's more sustainable and consistent night after night, and it shows that you're driving to the basket, that you're drawing contact, rather than if you're just jacking him up. You could have a you could have a game like last night, which was terrific and and helped the Nuggets get a blowout win. But there are going to be just as many nights that you're cold from three and you end up having an equally humiliating defeat. And you know what free throws does too? It stops runs. Like when you get to the playoffs, that you play all these mm-hmm. good teams, right? You play the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, even Memphis, who's third right now in the West. It stops those long runs, allows your team to catch their breath, and you have a chance to put some points on the board from the free throw line as well. So that's why it's important to make sure you get to the free throw stripe. Well put. Just in case you missed it, a hit mobile game called uh, Wordle has been acquired by the New York Times Company for a price in the low seven figures. Now, I've never played Wordle. I've seen it all over social media in the last couple weeks here. Have either of you guys ever played and your thoughts on the uh, big number acquisition by the New York Times? I have never played Wordle, and I have to say this. I've seen so many people posting their Wordle scores on Twitter. I just ignore it at this point. It's like just so many people are doing it, and that's going to make me less likely that I ever play. But hey, good for them that they got a seven-figure deal out of it. You know what Wordle is? It's the grown version of Pokemon. That's all it is. Ha! It's just a grown version of Pokemon. Look, I'm oh a grown gosh. man. I got diapers, okay? Babes, you got you got babies to deal with, okay? I don't have yeah. time to play a word on my phone. Get out of here with that nonsense, man. Come on. It's hard enough finding time just to watch games sometimes, right? <laughs> hey, man, somebody. Who has time for this stuff? <laughs> got to do dishes. Got to vacuum. Oh, by the way, I got to watch this game, too. Thanks, babe. Like, everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's, that, of course, was the final word brought to you by Mountain High Appliance, of course, where you can try uh, before, you, before you buy. And they've got the best selection of appliances, and, 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 and especially for your kitchen, but all over the house in Denver. You can check out any of the locations of Mountain High Appliance at Louisville, Littleton, 
Colorado Springs, Glenwood Springs. They've got their warehouse in Denver. Of course, they have their clearance center in Denver. And if you want to go and see what they've got in stock, go to Mile High or Mountain, pardon me, MountainHighAppliance.com. And you can see what, what they've got. They've got their, their online shop, refrigeration, cooking, laundry, dishwashers, outdoor stuff, even vacuum and food, food disposal. You can find all of that at MountainHighAppliance.com. Coming up on the other side, of course, as I'm down here in Mobile, Alabama, the Senior Bowl, Justin, I'm back in the studio. One of the things that's going on for the Broncos, it's a busy time. George Payton's down here in Mobile. Nathaniel Hackett is starting to put his staff together. Who is he looking at for offensive coordinator? We'll tell you about some of the names that are on his list. Are they good fits or not? We'll get into that. And we'll talk about what kind of staff we expect to see Nathaniel Hackett put together for the Denver Broncos on the other side. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Just Nams of CBS4 in for Eric Goodman. Andrew Mason live from Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. Listen, Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3 FM. Many things on my mind. 